Drop. You ready to smash some meat together until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys? Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Zach. And we got, you know, only the two boys in here today. Um, but we have a very special guest. Um, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Ah, hello. My name is TJ, and I am from uh, the band Aviator. Awesome. Um, yeah, so just like getting started, um, you know, uh, what pronouns you prefer? Anything else like that we should know? Thank you for asking. My pronouns are uh, he, him. Um, and uh, I just, uh, you know, you, you asked me on here because uh, you know that I like wrestling. Yeah. Um, wrestling. Yeah. I'm a wrestle boy. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, you are. Um, yeah. So a um, little bit of background. Also, I'm in- oh, sir, go ahead. I said, you know, also I'm in a band, which I think has something a little bit to do with it. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, probably. We but. were just Derek and I were just saying how we've had like two wrestlers ever, but like a all like tons of musicians on yeah. the show. Yeah, we like to make the rock and wrestling yeah. connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I think that that's something that's definitely uh, something that needs to be upheld. Yeah, in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, yeah, like you know. li- little background. So um, I'm. You know, I'm not shy to say it that Aviator, I frequently say, is my favorite band. So, like, um, and was that way before I knew that there was even a wrestling connection, before I was even gotten back into wrestling. Um, uh, I actually was reviewing y'all's uh, last album, and then, you know, your last song, and, you know, fades out, and then a Cactus Jack promo just starts playing. I was like, oh shit. shit like this band that i'm already super into like that that's gonna give you guys a little extra bump in that score right there <laughs> the cactus jack bump for sure yeah 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 nice uh you know thumbtack bed and nails bump yeah yeah exactly that that <laughs> concrete floor the drop kick that he's doing iron, though. We don't need that. <laughs> uh um yeah uh so that the, the I, I guess the the reason why that ended up being 
in one of our songs is because I kind of was hoping that it would be in one of our songs since we became a band. Um, I just, uh, I wanted to put, uh, I won't even say any promo. I wanted to put just Cactus Jack in a song somewhere, um, specifically, uh, because, um, I don't know. A lot of the bands that I kind of listened to in the early 2010s, late, late 2000s, early 2010s, um, you know, a lot of them would put, you know, samples of cool stuff uh, in their songs, like uh, movie quotes and, um, you know, even like other songs. They would just like put samples of other songs into their song. Uh, and uh, I was like, you know, I don't hear enough wrestling. I don't hear enough wrestling. Yeah. Like there's a, like, I think like um, I can't think of any like rock bands like hardcore punk metal whatever that have wrestling quotes or anything like kind of thrown in them but one thing i can think of is a, there's a jedi mind tricks track who for the uh people who don't know who they are they are a rap group from philadelphia that have in the beginning of it uh but it's like ministry of darkness undertaker and i always thought that that was real dope oh, and yeah. i was like that rocks like why doesn't why do more hard or, or punk bands, or even like I don't know what the hell we were uh, considering ourselves <laughs> to be. But um, so I kind of like we were in a van. Sorry to keep just you know no no please, yeah. But we were in a van and, uh, and uh, on tour, and we were like just we were going over um, what was to be the new record, and we were like, you know, I was like, you know this this quote's really cool. We, and I played it for it on you on YouTube. I played it for Mike. Oh, the bassist. Um, Oh yeah. Shout out out to to Mike. He, uh, mastered my band's album. So good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you know, shout out. It's weird for me to say that because we live far apart now. So I don't see him, you know, every weekend anymore. Uh, Uh, yeah, it's sad, but, uh, shout out. To, to Mike, his other band, uh, Kind King, is uh, real good. Um, he's in another band with uh, some of our other friends. A couple of them have done uh, a fill-in. Well, it's really just one other friend, and then when they play live, they have like an assortment of musicians. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I played uh, I played that Cactus Jack quote for him, and uh, then I don't know what it was. Days later, he he we were in the van again and he was just like i've been listening to that cactus jack quote more and more and i, I think i really, really wanted you and i was like really oh and i got like uh <laughs> excited we kind of ended up uh we ended up doing it and um I, I felt like it was a pretty good good call got a lot of uh people come out of the woodwork and say hey i love your band and also probably cactus jack you know <laughs> but before that, I mean, if you uh, if anybody had seen us live, there's a very good chance you would have seen me wearing a wrestling T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. I I think you were pretty much all shirtless the one time I saw you because it was in that a uh, basement here in uh, Caldwell, just outside of Boise. It was the hottest show okay. I've ever been to ever. Okay. There's a good chance that I mean, so. A lot of times, I always would be the one in the band who would refrain from removing my shirt. <laughs> um, 
there were a few times though where it happened where it did come to that. So it's it is a great possibility. Yeah, I, I, but, you guys uh, played yeah, until like, you said that it was, you literally couldn't anymore and ask what the one last song someone wanted to hear was, which my friend Jake <laughs> said a thousand monkeys, which was sick. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's sounds about right. That's that's one of the songs that a lot of people uh, really liked. We liked playing it. We stopped playing it for a while, and then uh, uh, it was one that I always kind of look back on fondly. I think. Nice. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much it as far as that that quote goes. Yeah, sick. And I'll I'll uh, try to remember to drop drop that in here. It's from the song. Uh, Does it make a sound? Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off loneliness um, leaves the light on for me. So y'all should check that out for yeah. sure. You know, if you like sad music, <laughs> uh, I always did appreciate when you got. I think you guys had like the quote, um, "Too sad for the hardcore shows, too too angry for the emo shows." As like your tagline on your website for a long time, which I think fits like my uh, aesthetic pretty well. So, yeah, shout out to Mike again for being our. Uh, almost uh, exclusively our social media presence. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. We take a like, you know, step back a little bit and just like, how? When did you first get into wrestling? Like, you know, what, what's your story with wrestling? Oh, uh, um, I mean, the immediate the immediate thought that comes into mind is my first memory of watching anything wrestling was. Uh, when I was very small, uh, I went to a friend's house and it was a videotape. I never, I, I certainly didn't watch it live. It was, uh, versus Jake, the snake Roberts at WrestleMania. Um, and uh, it was definitely, it was, like I said, it was a pre-recording. It was on a tape that he definitely got from blockbuster when we were kids. It was always like, uh, you know, going to Blockbuster and getting the in your house tapes, um, yeah. all the compilations and stuff like that. So, uh, I was in elementary school. Um, I'm sorry, you and, broke uh, up so for a was second, a- but which Jake the Snake WrestleMania match did you say it was? Oh, it would, it, it, it was, uh, Undertaker and Jake the Snake oh, from yeah. WrestleMania. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember which year that was. He, I don't remember. It was early on in the Undertaker's I run, am, so yeah. I only no historian when it comes to to uh, remembering anything. Actually, I'm no historian <laughs> when it comes. To- uh, if, so if wrestling is no. If our other host Isai here, he'd remember for sure. I'm pre- I'm kind of obsessive about that kind of stuff, but that's still before my time, so I don't always remember. But right, he, yeah, he, he he would remember for sure. Yeah. Um, so that is, that is my earliest memory. Um, I didn't really, I don't really remember getting super into it. And of course I did the video games and everything too, for super Nintendo. And i um, had a lot of the, uh, the LJN games. Um, uh, and I think my earliest, this is actually kind of funny. I, because I don't know if this is the case for everybody. I can't imagine it is. Uh, but there was a point, I think my first favorite wrestler ever, if I was like, I looked at him and I was like, that guy is my favorite, uh, is, is Kidman, Billy Kidman. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and I think the reason 
reason why, looking back, I liked all of the flock. Um, so I was like big into WCW, uh, but I liked and I liked the NWO. You know, me and my friends thought the NWO was like the coolest thing ever. But something about like Raven and his flock that was like as a young kid, it was fascinating to me, especially like in the 90s. Um, they had the whole grunge look going on. And yeah. I was like, as a young kid, I didn't know what grunge music was. I like didn't, but I knew the look, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, that looks so cool. You know, I see older kids looking like that all the time. <laughs> I was gravitated toward the older kids who dressed grungy. Um, and when I saw like Raven and his flock, I was like, oh, these are. And when I saw Kidman, I was like, Kidman reminds me of me. I want to be Kidman because he looks like he looked like dirty and his clothes were huge <laughs> and uh, had a hole in them. And they were like, uh, and he just looked like, I was like, man, anybody can be a wrestler. This is crazy. <laughs> and um, right around that time as well is when I started uh, trampoline wrestling, with, which is, uh, don't try this at home. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's, those are my, th- th- those are my earliest memories. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I see. I like saw first saw Billy Kidman in like ruthless aggression era, like SmackDown, and he didn't have okay. any of that cool yeah. shit anymore. And then like, I like saw him later in WCW. Yeah. He was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like they just, they just neutered everything cool about him when he came over. Like, cause he, he was a really good wrestler. He was the first person I saw do a shooting star press, like shooting star press, but, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there was some controversy over that in WW. I think it might've been E at the time. They switched over to E, um, they got the F out around that era. Uh, <laughs> a little bit controversy cause I think like two weeks in a row or like, you know, twice in a month or something like that. He like hurt someone. Yeah. I remember with the that. shooting star press. Like he hit them with his knee. I think it was Chavo Guerrero was one of mm-hmm. them, and then uh, another one. And kind of like, as a fan, who to be honest, I sort of checked out at that point a little bit. I was a freshman in high school, and uh, and I feel like uh, subconsciously, just like wrestling wasn't the cool thing at the time. Mm-hmm. So kind of like fixated with being cool in, in freshman year of high school, Yeah, you know, you know, as cool as a mall goth could be. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, said, uh, of being fixated on wrestling. Ironically, I was more fixated on the insane clown posse. Uh, <laughs> uh so well, I mean, that's still wrestling. There you go. Exactly. Right. What, what was I thinking? They've wrestled now. for uh, every it, major I, American company except now for AEW. They've they yeah, wrestled for which is only a matter of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they yeah. wrestled for WCW, WWF, Ring of Honor, TNA. Like they they just need to they need to wrestle for AEW now. Yeah, I here's here's the thing. Um, I tried to go down uh, the you know on a tangent about uh, you know. About the insane clown posse, <laughs> but I've kind of been a lifelong uh, advocate for uh, more understanding of the insane clown posse. Oh yeah, uh, yeah as yeah. far as where mm-hmm. they, as far as where they came from, you know, being someone who is involved in DIY, and being someone who is involved in wrestling, um, and being someone who's uh, my first music 
my first love in music was hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, all, you know, all types. Um, I gravitated towards them and like juggalos aside, like no shade, but I, I didn't ever really feel like I was part of like a juggalo community, but I always felt like respect for, for ICP for, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of like shit for that, but, uh, nah, nah, you know, like, like, fuck it. You know, like I'll, there's <laughs> like, everything you're saying like the diy aesthetic and stuff like that like say what you will about so many parts aspects of icp but like you that is like you can't deny that yeah and like you know they had a gimmick they took their what they knew about getting over as wrestlers and they applied it to uh their music and their imagery and it worked it worked for them and uh it's it would be insane, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> to not follow through with that if if you were in their shoes, especially in which a lot of hip hop is, um, you know, growing to be the best at something, even mm-hmm. if it's just, you know, even if it's not necessarily like being the best battle rapper, but it's you know the best at being, you know painted clowns who had help from radio or any sort of uh, mass media outlets. Um, so I think that that's definitely something to be uh, said for. Uh, I, I uh, with that, some of it I do look back on, you know, with nostalgia, you know, rose tinted glasses. Um, uh, you know, I think it's funny. I think it's fun. Some of it, but I don't, I don't, I don't go back to it and listen to it, you know, regularly like I used to. Um, it doesn't really hold up the same in a lot of ways. But it, you know, that was a point in my that I look back on, and you know, I I look back on and I'm like, ah, it wasn't such a bad time. You know <laughs> what I mean? And in a way, in a way, it did kind of get me back into wrestling because I started buying their wrestling tapes. I would buy JCW tapes. I would buy the Stranglemania tapes, which are still great. Uh, if, if you're in, um, and, uh, with that said, if anybody out there who listens to this podcast has a copy of Strangleman VHS, I would love to, uh, to, uh, hit, you know, have you hit me up about that. Cause oh, yeah. uh, I might offer you sweet, cold, hard, possibly bloodstained cash for it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Isai's got some pretty like diverse, uh, in widespread wrestling like groups that he's part of. So bet someone out there put the call out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want a real, yeah. real fun, weird thing though. So the one time, uh, we've ever had like a televised major wrestling show here in Boise was, I just looked this up. It, it's August 9th, 1999's nitro was here in Boise. And the first match is an ICP tag match on that show, which, yeah. is, which is great. It's also the, the show where Hulk went back to the, the yellow and red randomly. Like it's kind of this weird monumental oh. show that happened here in Boise. <laughs> the one time we've ever had a big wrestling show here. Oh man. Yeah. That's yeah. That's uh, I, was that like the Deadpool era? Remember when they were in the Deadpool with uh, Raven and I, Vampiro? I believe so, because I vaguely remember Vampiro being part of that match. I've watched it a couple times, but it's been a while. 
Yeah, I feel like I had checked out of, if nothing else, I had checked out of at least WCW by that point. Oh, yeah. It, um, was, it was so, when I, I tried to just watch it cold without knowing any storylines going on, and I was so fucking confused, like, trying to figure yeah. out, like, it was in that era where, it was like, Kevin Nash would, like, have the title and then, like, give it up for his butt, for one of his buddies in, like, every couple weeks, it felt like. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Russo era. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also, it predates my, my original watching. Cause the time you were saying you were like, kind of like tagging out was when I tagged in. I'm like the weird Ruth, one ruthless aggression kid. Like I started watching in like 2001, 2002. I mean, to be fair, I kind of, it kind of bummed that I missed out on some of the, uh, some of the ruthless aggression, stuff as it happened like mm. i watched a lot of that stuff later um and i was like some of this is really good 2002 uh, to 2003 smackdown specifically <laughs> is my like height of my fandom oh, and that's yeah. amazing like that stuff i did watch um you know after it had happened not long after it happened i got back in i got uh, like pretty heavy back into wrestling around 2004 2005 and then um uh, like, yeah. I mean, at, at that around that same time, I had started actually backyard wrestling. Uh, <laughs> so like, and then you know the PS2, I PS2 kid. I didn't have like an Xbox, but um, all like the SmackDown versus Raw and SmackDown. Here comes the pain, and these games were coming out, and I was super. I was getting real heavy back into to, to wrestling and going to indie indie wrestling shows that's when i first started going to independent wrestling shows um there was a promotion that i used to go to uh called chaotic um john cena's dad uh john cena senior johnny fabulous as he was known i don't he's probably still there i don't know but oh, uh he was a wrestler uh, ringside commentator the ringside commentator okay okay mm. um so yeah but he had like this heel like heel persona or whatever and then uh, it was funny because uh, it was kind of like a hometown. Cena at this point was was already kind of kind of big, um, so his dad was kind of like this hometown like I wouldn't say hero, but just you know when you saw him anywhere, it was like oh my god, it's John Cena Senior, it's Johnny Fabulous, <laughs> um, and he was on SmackDown at one point. Um, yeah, it got Edge punted by Randy. Went oh, it was Edge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Edge went into the house, and Randy hit him in the front row. Yeah, he, that he was more, punted him, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And anytime you see him, like, oh, it's J-Fab, you know? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Johnny Fabulous. But, um... And that's like, I, didn't yeah, even, I, I guess mean, I didn't even think about that. You know, you're from, you know, same same part of the neck of the woods as John Cena. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, I guess his brother is a police officer, and his... Uh, somebody in his family is a bus driver whatever i don't know you always hear yeah. stories like oh my cousin's <laughs> uncle is a bus driver and uh, john cena's brother's a cop and pulled me over and i told him i loved his brother's work and he let me go Something <laughs> like that. That, that's the like most Everybody massachusetts like thing i could imagine like oh yeah his brother, <laughs> yeah, 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 his yeah. brother. Uh, up to the corner and i got myself a you know Parliament and a large hot at Duncan's, and I saw John Cena's brother, <laughs> Brian Donuts. 
Yeah, the dozen for the whole squad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so yeah, that, that that's uh. Nobody, none of us have ever met John Cena. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, none of we to, we've got Tori Wilson. There, that's the one wrestler from Boise, but I've never met her either. So, hell yeah, sick Tori Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. WWE Hall of what Famer. Did, now. Wait, what did she do? Yeah, what did she do? What was this? I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it. Maybe she. Uh, maybe she had a, a pretty good storyline during the ruthless aggression era. That I don't know about. <laughs> uh, I mean, I for all, people our age, a lot of us feel the same way about Tori Wilson. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, you know, you talked about, like, starting to go to indies and stuff. And I know, like, you, and you were doing backyarding and stuff. And at some point, you, like, actually re- refereed for a while, right? I did, yeah. Uh, I refereed for a very small... Uh, young upstart uh, independent federation uh, that called themselves the new CWA. Um, and uh, we basically were just, uh, I, I was, I was trained by somebody who was about the same age as me. Um, he was trained him and the other guy who worked there. Um, were both trained by the same guy and they knew their stuff. Um, it was a very, uh, very for it being so everybody there being so young and, uh, being so, I won't say new to it, but like fresh, um, it was very well done. It was a small operation, but it was very well done. Um, the fundamentals were good. We got a lot of, uh, compliments from people. I was originally trained to be a wrestler. Um, and they, we just were starting to put on shows and we didn't have any referees. So I kind of was like, Oh, that would be fun gig, you know? Uh-huh. And I kind of just stuck for the next two years. That's ended up being what I did. I still took part in all the basic training. Um, I still learned stuff, uh, learned how to actually wrestle. Um, and then eventually I, uh, we, we had a few big shows um, at the like the local high school. Uh, there was a local VFW we had a show at that was very good turnout. And a big part of that was the DIY aspect. I would go out with some of the other guys and we would flyer the whole area. Wow. Uh, we would flyer southern, yeah, we would flyer southern New Hampshire. I still have a couple of the – oh, maybe I can show you these. I still have a couple of the original posters. Um they're just very old school, like large cardboard. I don't know. I mean, this is all audio, so they're not going to see it. But here, a couple gonna, of, uh, keep those up for a second. I'm going to try to screenshot them to Adam. Sick. Yeah. I just those, got a couple screenshots of those. those right? Yeah. So, like, um, very old school. No pictures, just, uh, you know, the classic uh, large font. Hey, pro wrestling happening, happening. I think the only time it says the new CWA is at the bottom for the for the the website. But other than that, it just says live professional wrestling and then the date and then what time it's going on and then how much the tickets are. That right. That's um, sick. Yeah. I, I miss like promotion like that. Yeah. And um, I mean, at the time, too, I was really getting into um you know, I was already, at this point. I was already into like various types of, uh, you know, alternative music for for a couple of years now. But 
um, I was really getting into like the the local hardcore and punk scene, um, and uh, that was really teaching me how to properly uh, flyer and uh, you know any basically anywhere I would see like flyer hardcore and punk shows i would just throw up a flyer for wrestling next to it <laughs> and i started getting really far into that anytime i went to a show there were flyers all over the place i'd flyer the venue with wrestling flyers you know what i mean Hell yeah. Um, yeah. yeah these posters would go up on like light posts and everything um and it worked uh i won't say you know that was it that was the only reason it worked but it definitely something something was being done right uh but that was actually the me getting into the hardcore and punk scene was actually uh, slowly the reason why I fell out of being involved in pro wrestling um, was I was joined Aviator um, and I was starting to take that more seriously and I didn't really feel like I had between school which I also wasn't taking seriously but uh, <laughs> between school uh, work wrestling and now the band I was like feeling overwhelmed as like a 20 20 year old 21 year old um and at that point i was like you know what I, i'm gonna I'll, I'll still be around for a couple you know if you need me but i have i, I want to put more onto the band mm. and have it be the the main thing yeah start starting your own fozzy <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, TJ from Aviators in a in a rock and roll band. Uh, <laughs> TJ uh, or Lark Lark Kessler was my was my uh, referee name. I bit that directly from Fire Pro Wrestling. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> we used to play Fire Pro Wrestling in between like uh, commercial breaks. Uh, I would go over to a friend's house every Monday night for Raw. It was his grandmother's house. She would make us a cake, and. There was a new cake there every every Monday, Damn. and she would sit and play solitaire or knit, and we would watch wrestling and eat snacks and eat cake. And then in between, our friend had a modified PS2 with the flip top. Before the flip top was actually a thing, he modified it himself to have the flip top so we could play the Japanese import of uh, Fire Pro Wrestling Damn. that you need the loader disc for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he would load it up, and then on commercial breaks, we would flip it over and we would just play fire pro wrestling. And then we would flip it back. And this was like 2006, 2005, 2006. So it's like ECW, uh, you know, one night stand era. This is like when CM Punk first started showing up, um, which is big because we all also really liked ring of honor. And, um, you know, those, those days, the good old days. <laughs> no, good old days of ring of honor you know uh yeah it i mean it definitely had like a diy punk aesthetic back then that like looking back on it, i'm like man i'm i'm bummed i missed this like i was too busy being like yeah a christian jock at the time unfortunately <laughs> so hey you know you know uh we all go through i i was never a jock i'll go through <laughs> <laughs> being involved in the indies how does that like bring you forward like up to today a little bit you know like what you know what's your journey like you've said you fell out of it a little bit but like were you still keeping like you know still like keeping like watching and stuff like when the band was going and all that yeah 
Oh yeah. Um, so part of the reason why I, w- I was going to say this, I forgot to, so it's good that you asked that question. Part of the reason why I also quit being a referee, um, was because I missed being a fan, um, mm. which sounds really weird, but like, um, I, it's not like this everywhere, especially today. It's a lot more, you know, in what they, what they dub WWE and all the modern as the reality era or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, so it's not really like, you know, kayfabe isn't huge anymore. Um, but at the time, even like the smaller promotions were trying to keep some sort of kayfabe alive. Um, and it was, uh, frowned upon to go to other wrestling shows. Interesting. Um, like small, indie wrestling shows if you were involved in one if you went to another one that was like a local one like if if like for instance we were the cwa if i had been seen at a chaotic show which it like to me now is kind of ridiculous it's kind of like insane because we were nowhere near the popularity of chaotic wrestling yeah so it's like people are actually gonna fucking know who i am you know uh but it was it was frowned upon but on the other hand, uh, if Chikara came through or Ring of Honor, we could go to that. It was no problem. Yeah. But those tickets weren't those tickets weren't always cheap. You know, Chikara was Chikara was always great. Um, you know, uh, and uh, but but like Ring of Honor was always like a treat. You know, like that's comes through. It's like oh, I got to make sure I save money for that to be able to afford a ticket to Ring of Honor mm. or you know. Um, you know, if, or if WWE had a house show or something, you could go to that. Nobody's going to judge you for that. But yeah. it was like the small indie shows that were happening, you know, every weekend or whatever. And it became like, all right, well, I can't go to this indie show, even though I really like it, because, you know, my promotion frowns upon it and vice versa. Like you would sometimes see like bigger names from the local scene at our shows because they were kind of like, just seeing what it was all about and it wasn't viewed as a threat but mm. with uh with us and I, I don't know if they would still feel that way the people who were involved today if they would still feel like that was the right thing to do i feel like it was kind of nonsense at the time uh for us um so i kind of missed just being able to go to whatever wrestling shows i wanted to um which which tells me that i wasn't i i had no real goals of going very far in wrestling yeah if i did i would have and uh and and you know done it um but um yeah they thought i also just really taken the music seriously and uh i had specified many times since i was a little kid that it would be really cool to be in a band yeah definitely i was uh, kind of following i knew right away that that was like more of what i would i saw myself doing yeah um like but yeah thinking of like I don't know if you remember the time then um, things that they're called the Highlanders, right? The tag team in WWE. And uh, one of the guys showed yeah. up to a TNA taping and they like zoomed in on him. Like, look, who's at our show? Yeah. Like they thought that was going to happen yeah. at like a and local level. Like, yeah. Chaotic was going to be like, it's, it's oh, check it out. It's the guy. It's the, that guy. It's, look at him. It's Let's that, come to our show. It's the, it's the weird straight edge referee <laughs> from, from uh, WA who, he calls it right down the middle and he has sideburns. Like <laughs> he tapes his wrist up like a hardcore wrestler because he's always taken the ref. That was how I was known. I was the ref bump guy. 
anytime I was in a main event, you knew there was going to be some gnarly ass ref bump. Oh yeah. Uh, on the apron or through a table. Um, you know, I was a referee that was actually taking wrestling moves and not just cripple, you know, crippling punches to, yeah. the, to the face, you know? Yeah. Cause you, cause uh, you had that training. You actually could take a bump. And, you know, I was like, part of me was like, oh, yeah, I mean, eventually I'll be a wrestler. Yeah. You know, like, part of me, like, but, you know, that just didn't end up happening. Um, uh, there, but yeah, I mean, so after that, I still definitely kept up with wrestling, um, even though I was literally the only person in my band who liked it. Um, <laughs> I was always frequently wearing, I remember. We played a show at this venue that's no longer a thing in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, and the same night we were playing that show, it was the Money in the Bank 2011. <laughs> and I had been following religiously CM Punk yeah. and John mm-hmm. Cena. And I was actually really bummed to be missing it, for to be playing a show. And I definitely let the people know uh, <laughs> that I was like, bummed to be missing this wrestling pay-per-view that i wouldn't even be alive in person i would just be there like in my room watching it on tv uh or actually to be fair i would have been with a group of friends who were also probably watching it but um so i actually missed that live and i was very upset about it um but i wore my cm punk shirt i had just bought the ringer tee that he had out <laughs> and i was like yeah fucking let's go CM Punk and like everybody like maybe like one person there knew what the fuck I was talking about uh and he was a Cena fan and we start no uh <laughs> um but yeah no that's so that's one instance and then you know through the years anytime we were on tour I was in the van uh you know when we went to Europe um and we were on a flight I would try to have stuff loaded up wrestling matches uh loaded up um that i wanted to, to watch um on flights and and uh, in the van mostly in the van the flights only when we went to europe that one time uh, <laughs> but uh uh yeah no i basically I, it's i like I, I, I definitely relate to that because like i i got back into wrestling like right after i joined my current band and like you know like mm-hmm. All of it, like anyone who's into wrestling, under like there's that point where it's all you talk about, and it's like you're yeah. just like hoping other people will want to listen. And I, I've right. eventually like kind of dragged my bandmates into at least being like one of them's that legit watches now and actually listen to our show. Shout out Eric, like got into it because of me <laughs> just talking about it all the time. My other bandmate Aaron, um, the two of us, uh, like, um have bonded over just mutual attraction for Finn Balor, which like after I came out as bisexual, oh, yeah. like we called it our bi bonding over Finn Balor. Cause we're, we're both yeah. bi. So like, um, and like, but like, just like the, like, Oh my God, stop talking about wrestling. Like, can we just do band stuff now? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I've gotten that conversation on stage. Uh, <laughs> While we're playing in between songs, there have been times where I would like go on a mini rant about wrestling <laughs> and I just, uh, they would have to like start playing to get me to stop talking. <laughs> uh, and it was only a couple times. I usually try to keep the two fairly separate. Uh, but you know, 
I was at one show. Uh, I think it was our last our last show um, that we played was uh, a long time ago. Now it was uh, fe- uh, might have been it was either February of last year in Connecticut, um, and I was wearing a Zack Saber Junior shirt. Oh yeah, I am right now too. Yeah, I mean, I am, I am oh, too. Oh hell yeah, uh, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but somebody, uh, I was wearing a different one, and uh, somebody came up to me as we were setting up and was just like, "Zack Saber sucks. It's all about Will Ospreay." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that person's a nerd." Yeah, I was like, "He's good." But he's no Zach. And I'm biased because uh, Zach and I are acquainted. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I remember him like posting something about your guys' last album, like being album that yeah. he, he dug. I still I, fanboy. I mean, oh, yeah, we're acquainted. If I saw him at the show, he would know who I am. He would know my name. We would talk about wrestling. And we would probably talk about music, to be honest. Uh, but it's still... I don't consider him like... I feel like he doesn't consider me a friend. Like he considers me an acquaintance that he sees, he likes my band, uh, and I like his wrestling. I still s- sort of fanboy. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, a little bit when I. Yeah, uh, I, get I mean, that. you know, you know, uh, it, it, I don't know. Uh, I I just uh, I really enjoyed his his work. Um, a friend of mine, um, who. He's also a wrestler um, named Billy Avery. Uh, he filled me in because I'm not on Twitter or anything. So he filled me in that Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, is was into punk and hardcore. And I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, I was like, that's cool. You know, and he was like, you should bring one of your CDs. Uh, and I was like, uh, I don't know. It seems like a little bit fanboy, you <laughs> think. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, what could how, what, what bad could it do? Yeah. You know? And I was like, good point. Uh, so him and I brought, because he was in a band at the time, too. So we brought uh, a couple of our releases. Um, and his band didn't have CDs. They just had seven inches. I had, a, like, Aviator had CDs. Um, and uh, we gave it to him at the show. And I was just like, hey, like, nice to meet you. Just uh, figured you'd. You know, appreciate this. I, I really like the work that you do um, in the ring. So I figured you might enjoy the work that, you know, I figured I would share with you what I do, basically. Um, and uh, shitting myself the whole time. No, <laughs> uh, but, um, and uh, like a month later, he tweeted about it. And he was like, Zach Sabre Jr. song of the day. And I was like, that is the coolest shit. And then I saw him again um, at Beyond Wrestling uh, in. I want to say it was probably in Worcester, Mass. And uh, it was either in Worcester or it was in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, and I was like, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing that. That was really cool of you. And uh, he was – this was after a match. He was still in his in his uh, gear. He was sweating. And he just was like, yeah, no problem. And he just like – just talked my ear off about mm. music for – he was like, I could keep going forever. I'm not going to do the accent. Yeah. Gonna, I keep going forever, oi. And uh I, I love how much of a like, dickhead he is as a character for everything I hear like how great a person he is in real life. Like it, it makes it so good how much how great a dickhead he is. Yeah, it's and it's it's one of those things where have you've seen have you seen his like face 
his babyface promos before. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, white meat. It's very uh, sometimes cringy in a way. <laughs> like when he cuts the, like, uh, Harry Potter is not the only wizard in the UK. <laughs> you know, it's type of stuff. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I love, like, uh, when he's being a heel, like, it's the same with, like, Daniel Bryan, like, when he was the planet, you know, champion and stuff like that. Like, yeah. the things they're saying as a heel make them the biggest baby face possible to me. So. Yeah. Him yeah. blaming Boris it's Johnson it. for losing the G1 is the best baby face promo so last year. It's so good. Yeah. And, and, like, just saying, hey, you, like, a lot of wrestlers fight with their heart which is commendable but i fight with my brain you know mm-hmm. if somebody does a moonsault to me i'm just gonna move <laughs> like so good like so it's just like little things like that i really enjoy um but yeah i mean that's a I, that i i swear to god that's only uh name dropping that i'm gonna do uh today <laughs> i promise i won't do that I'm it, not cool. It's okay. Not we, listen to me. We mentioned that our co-host Isai once wrote entrance music for Roderick Strong at least once every couple episodes. So <laughs> won't yeah. get shame for name dropping on this show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Which I, yeah, I guess like I, I mean, gonna segue a couple other like questions I had, um, kind of related to that. Like, who are like you mentioned Zach Saber? Like, who are some of your other favorites? Like now. Current, uh, I feel like it's kind of all over the place, but I also feel like with the with with wrestling today, it you kind of have no choice but for it to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like what promotions and how big and how small, and um, I guess some of my favorites in terms of in ring, uh. I really like uh, anytime I see um, Hiromu Takahashi wrestle mm-hmm. or cut a promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites, um, just in general, um, for New Japan, Tomohiro Ishii um, and uh, Shingo Takagi, both of them. Um, I have a soft spot for Goto. <laughs> um, uh, it doesn't get a lot of doesn't get a lot of love in the booking no. uh, booking side of things. I, I mean, uh, constant never never champion, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I guess I don't want to spend too much time on New Japan. I follow New Japan a lot, um, so it, it's definitely bound to be a lot of New Japan guys. But um, I just really like uh, Suzuki Gun um, and. Uh, uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, of Minoru Suzuki. Mm. I'm a big fan of El Desperado. Um, just you know, and El Desperado, he doesn't really do much as far as like major storyline stuff or even like in ring stuff. But um, I don't know something about the way he carries himself, the way he looks. Like I just like the mask. Just uh, I I just gravitate towards him as a as a, as a worker, I guess. Um, and then other than that, I mean, um, uh, Danhausen. Uh, um, I, I fucking love Danhausen. I was literally looking at Danhausen shirts uh, before we started recording today. Yeah, I just um, I just uh, met Danhausen for the first time. Uh, Did you swear? Danhausen came. 
I did not. Good. I made it a point to not swear. Um, yeah, I don't have a swear pass, so I, I can't. I'm not allowed. Uh, you know, uh, I think he said only a couple people have the swear pass. Uh, <laughs> I think Stone Cold is one, uh, <laughs> and and The Rock is the other. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I, I I met Danhausen for the first time uh, uh, recently in Pittsburgh, and uh, very very sweet. Very sweet, uh, very evil, as as he would say, but very yeah. sweet. Uh, and uh, RJ City, are you familiar? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. We we we've been yeah. talking about like you know right now with all the wrestlers, you know, not being like losing bookings and stuff right now. Like if there's any way for us to you know maybe try to get some people on the show and you know throw them some money to be on the show and the RJ City is definitely like near the top of the list of people we'd love to have on the show. Just to talk about golden girls. Just the personality, uh, that's there. And like, you know, there is absolute in, in ring skill, uh, which initially when I first saw art, when I first had any idea of RJ city, it was, um, in Pittsburgh. Uh, and it was, uh, RJ city and David Arquette mm-hmm. were in a tag match. Um, and I think Colt Cabana was there too. Damn. Oh, rad. And, uh, and yeah, I mean the, just like the timing for the, the comedy timing as well as, you know, the, just the fluidness and like, you make some of his like maneuvers look real stiff and real, uh, they are real. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> He makes him look good. He it's very good. He has snap to it. There's a lot of snap to mm. to the maneuvering. You you've uh, got to be really good to look like you're not that good. Like I mean, say, like we yeah. talked about that a lot with like Orange Cassidy and stuff. Like you know, the people who yeah. may, are another one of my yeah look like looking like they're not good. You have to be especially good to to be like that. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. I mean, I could go on probably all day about who my favorites are right now, and I could be touching, you know, I could go down the line of all of the all of the promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I could do maybe one, one from each promotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ultramantis Black is another one who I love, who doesn't get a whole lot of shine these days, but uh, is very heavy on the DIY indie wrestling culture um also fronts a band called ultra mantis black which Hell is yeah. a legit Hell grindcore yeah. band oh sick very dope oh you're speaking to recommend <laughs> yeah a member of uh members of pissed jeans i believe okay oh, okay sick, in, yeah are, and uh all of the lyrics are uh earth animal and human liberation so oh, yeah. it's legit, and, yeah. but he's in gimmick the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's uh, um, and I recently saw, I went to Sound and Fury um, this past summer and saw Ultramantis, uh, who I had seen many times before because I used to frequent Chikara whenever they would come through. I would go to see Chikara. Uh, but he faced uh, Darby Allen. So it was my first time seeing Darby Allen live. Oh, right. And, was uh, that the Suburban Fight Show afterwards? It was. I yeah. was so bummed that I, because I was at Sound of Fury too. I was real bummed that my friends were like, "No, we're leaving this day," and I was like, "Fuck." 
Yeah, yeah. No, I made it a point. I was uh, one of my friends talked me into going into Sound of Fury, which I wasn't opposed to, but I was like, it's a lot of money and blah blah blah. And I was like, you know what? I'm dragging you to wrestling. Hell yeah! Uh, oh, yeah. I promise you're gonna like it. Uh, um, my friend is gay, who went with me, and I was like, hey, do you want to go to this? And Dom Kubrick and uh, Jake Atlas were on the show, and they're big like support lgbtq mm. wrestling yeah, yeah. um advocates they would wear the sh- shirts and everything and i didn't even have to once he saw that they were on the card he was like of course let's go um and uh it was a great experience for everybody because we all got to see wrestlers we had never seen before uh, we all got to see wrestlers who um we had never seen we had seen but never seen live that was cool and it was a different experience i had never been to a wrestling show like uh with no ring yeah you know what i mean like uh, uh derek went to a suburban fight show yeah i went to the one in vegas after double or nothing and i saw nick gage versus darby allen um i saw yeah. orange cassidy marco stunt and priscilla kelly um matt cross who's just fucking great um yeah. and then like uh yeah, it was just wild being there. Apparently, the the singer of Fucked Up was there doing commentary, and I had no idea. That's such a cool thing. That's such a cool like aspect. Even like fest wrestling, like that happens in Florida. Yeah. Um, the fact that they like the, when they mix, when they like intertwine, like oh well, it's happening during uh you know a music festival. We might as well incorporate shit or like you know they're just overall they have like this punk rock element and they get these punk rock um you know uh uh people to come in and do little things like commentary or be a manager for like a day yeah um speaking of matt cross uh do you remember when he used to be called m dog 20 i remember the name So when I was into backyard wrestling, I was also into watching backyard wrestling. Hell yeah. Of like footage on the internet. And then I would buy, I bought the DVDs uh, that were out. <laughs> and uh, he was like a, he was like a, a star in like, like in the backyard wrestling DVDs. And these are terrible. Like they were just ho- horrible home videos. But somebody was like, oh, there's money to be made in this. Let's <laughs> put these out on DVD. And, um, yeah, Matt Matt Cross, M Dog Twenty. Um, uh, of course, you know if it wasn't him, if it was just a guy who looked like Matt Cross, uh, and I'm a fool. <laughs> whoops! But I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was him. I feel also like I remember. Wrestling I feel like I remember the name M Dog. I've I've definitely heard. Him. I've at least heard that as a joke about Matt Cross. Like people reference that. Yeah. So. Probably yeah, inside. and. Uh, they had the the the, the terrible backyard wrestling video games for PlayStation Two. Mm. Oh, yeah, he I was one those. of the he was one of the wrestlers who was in the backyard wrestlers who was in it. There was like there was a weird mixture of like playable characters in those games. There was like you had your backyard wrestlers, then you had you know actual wrestlers who were put in the game um, to give it some sort of clout, and then there was like random musicians like Andrew WK and <laughs> Sand Clown Posse thrown. Mm. Um, you could play as like Twisted, ICP, Andrew WK. Um, the soundtrack was all over the place, like Boys Night Out. The oh, soundtrack wow. it was crazy. Yeah, it was very of its time. It was a very of its time, you know, two thousand two, two thousand three uh, gaming uh, series. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, uh, so that, yeah, favorite wrestlers. That's that, yeah. I mean, that's I can go all day. Yeah, and obviously I just went off tangent. Sorry about that. Oh no, oh, no that's literally all the show is usually. So, <laughs> uh, what would I have a couple music related things? Uh, what's the best theme song? Wrestling theme song. Best theme song. Who? Well, uh, let's see. There was one that I was just thinking about recently that I was like, damn, this is a jam. Um, I really like. Uh, I really like Brood. Right, that that Brood, song Gangrel still slaps. Brood. Yeah. The drums, the drums for me, the drums, the wah-wah guitar is cool, but the drums are just so like, poof, <laughs> something about them. It's so it, raw it's sounding. So, it's uh-huh. so wasted for how, like, how short-lived that gimmick was for, like, all their packaging yeah. and the theme yeah. and all of it was so fucking perfect, but it lasted, like, less than a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, that would be like of Attitude Era, probably, probably my favorite. That and, like, the Goldust theme um was really good and then uh i really like jake's jake roberts theme oh it's it sounds like john carpenter i fucking mm-hmm. like i'm that's my biggest bummer about yeah. him being in aw is he doesn't have his original theme because it's it's so fucking good yeah i, I, could, see that they were, I could see that they were kind of like aiming for it they like wanted to give like a hint like oh this sounds like jake roberts theme but it wasn't it wasn't there no. it was uh you know i like my jake roberts theme to sound like it's straight out of the you know, the classic uh, Super Nintendo game. You know, <laughs> I like it to sound like, you know, that 8-bit sound, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, whatever synth uh, module Jim Johnston wrote it on probably was not running much better than, like, 8-bit sound from what it sounds like. For sure. But it sounds so good. Uh, yeah. And on the subject of themes, too, the other thought that I recently had was, like, um, I I've never been a fan of uh quote unquote butt rock yeah unless it was a wrestling theme oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know i mean we talk about that like, all the time like fa- fa- like judas is a terrible song but it's a great no, wrestling song judas is there are times yeah. where i legitimately am like do i like this song and i think i just like right, the hype yeah. of everyone singing along to it mm-hmm. yeah um and like no butt rock song has made me cry <laughs> but i did Almost come to tears when Edge returned. Oh, and that altar bridge in. I I legit I like, did. So, <laughs> yeah, I you know if if Aviator were still a thing, we probably could be. We're kind of on a hiatus right now since I moved, but I wouldn't be opposed to covering it. I wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to, to hanging up the hardcore boots and covering some altar bridge. Oh hell know? yeah! Just I'm... get us a paid gig and. <laughs> cover a little bit of alter bridge because you know i'd still be showing my love for the wrestling but i'd also be making you know the the bar patron actually i'm not gonna lie that would suck (laughs) on 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 that note if you could write a theme song for a wrestler who would you choose i could write a theme song for a wrestler if aviator could do a theme song for a wrestler Uh, and alternatively because we've there's like two versions of this question if you could choose an existing aviator song for a wrestler. What song and who would it be? Oh man. Jeez. On the spot. Uh, we had the sidekicks uh, so on I... once and they have a song called Peacock. And so they were just like, Oh yeah. Peacock, Dalton castle. Like they had thought about it already. And I was like, 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Uh, I guess so. If I could write one, um, I guess the easy answer would be Zach Saber Jr. Makes sense. Um, uh, because I feel like knowing what kind of music he likes um, overall, um, it'd be kind of easier to pinpoint. And also because I feel like he'd be he'd be down for it. Um, you know, if it you know he'd, be, he'd he'd at least humor it. You know. Um, an existing aviator song. I have a real esoteric one and it's not a current wrestler. So it's a little bit of cheating for, for you guys, but if kill, go back in time for the killer bees, get an Asanov pheromone. It's cause that's hilarious. That would be great. Yeah. Song about. Yeah. Bees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm trying to think of something that has like, you know, like when Jim Johnson, uh, used to, uh, used to like describe how he was thinking of writing a theme for a wrestler. He would be like, Oh, well, Vader stomps down to the ring. So you got to write something stompy or, <laughs> you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin is, you know, he's, he's breaking stuff. He's breaking. So I got to break stuff and really sound, you know, like raging against the machine, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, shit like that. So I'm trying to think of like a, a, an aviator track that really has some bounce to it. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess so. So here's a a weird uh, thing that I, that might work out. So there's um there's a song by a band called Moaning, mm-hmm. um, where it's called "Don't Tell uh John, Don't Tell Locke What He Can't Do." the The title is a uh, is a lost reference. Yeah. But every time I heard it, it, it opens up their album like called "The Red Tree" or I think it's called "The Red Tree." Every time I hear it, if you get a chance, go back and listen to it. And tell me that it's not like an early 2000s TNA Canadian wrestlers theme. <laughs> uh, like Petey Williams would come out to this song for sure. Oh, hell yeah. uh, and it, you know, that's probably put because the um, it's partly because the, the band themselves were Canadian, but also just the song, the feel is such a TNA, like, like Canadian wrestlers theme. And that's the, that's what came to my mind anyway. So I guess with that said, the song that that we put out that maybe reminds me most of that feel would probably be Pipe Dreams off the first LP, um, uh, that the yeah. uh, album open, um, would be I think off the top of my head that would be a pretty good uh, wrestling theme for like a white meat Canadian baby face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so nice. I, I guess that would probably be what I would go for. Oh, yeah. um, Plus, it's definitely it's definitely our most popular song. It's got the most plays on Spotify, uh, <laughs> so it'd be the catchiest, you know. Um, I got one more weird one. Uh, if you could pit your favorite musician against a wrestler, who would it be, and would they win? My favorite musician against a wrestler. Who would it be, and would they win? Um, Who's my favorite musician? Oh, these loaded questions, man. <laughs> trying to talk my way through. I'm not just like dead air, you know? <laughs> uh, I got my record collection right in front of me. So I'm going to look at this for a second. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, just, it does. If you can't decide like all time, just the first one that jumps out to you. That's the most loaded uh, question ever. It, oh, yeah. Uh, so I guess, uh, Ooh, this is silly. Um, 
I was almost just going to say uh, Yonzi from Sigaros. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. Um, put him against... Oof. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the guy who wrestles in the bare feet, paints his face, and like is like a dancer? He's an indie wrestler right now. Um. Oh my god. He's got like like I think the Swan is like his his like oh nickname. Uh, Karen Noir. Yeah. Yeah. Current progress those champion. Those two I think, would put on a beautiful. Those two would put on a beautiful dance of a match. That is that <laughs> is such a weird but perfect answer. Like I couldn't. <laughs> I would have never thought of that, but it's so perfect. Karen Noir, oh, that's one wrestler that's on a bucket list to see live. Mm. Um, I've, I feel like in the, over the next couple of years, like I looked recently because I was like, "Oh, who is this person?" And they started wrestling in tw- like 2015 or 2016. Oh, damn! Like, and yeah. they're already where they're at. So, like, they're yeah. gonna blow up. And uh, so, so that would be um, that would probably be my number one answer, just because I feel like it's probably the most interesting. Yeah, um, because and because it could go either way too. You could easily have Cara Noir on stage with Sigur Rós <laughs> doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, there's so many people and, up there you probably uh, wouldn't the, even notice like for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, I was yeah, it, honestly very stoned when I the one time I saw Sigur Rós, so that might be coloring my experience, <laughs> but yeah, um, I saw Sigur Rós. The only time I saw Sigur Rós was. Um, at the man, um, performing art, performance, performing arts center, uh, in Philadelphia, it's this big outdoor venue. Um, and they played, it was their first time in the States for five years. This was back in 2012 and they played that, for like two hours. I, I saw that same tour. Um, I went over to Portland to see them, a big outdoor yeah. place where I'd seen Boney Vare like six months earlier. So it's just like, that place is just like where Zach cries to music. <laughs> Yeah, hands down, it was the longest uh, performance I had ever seen from a band, but it didn't feel like it, and it was definitely the best concert experience. Now, I put, I I'm one of those people who separates concert from show. Oh yeah, for like sure. if I'm going to a show, it's a different thing. A concert is a concert. That was the best concert that I have ever been to, um, and that solidified that band as one of my favorites given the all the other types of music that i enjoy they like stand out as like one of my favorites so yeah um they uh i've seen them live once i would love to see cara noir and i was just thinking um you know how nxt has bands play out wrestlers oh yeah we we got to see poppy at uh takeover portland which was a trip that's so fucking wild that is insane that's crazy um, I love Io Shirai also. Hell yeah. Hell like, yeah. Uh, uh, Io Shirai is absolutely one of my favorite wrestlers today. Mm-hmm. Um, that, Derek, probably your this... favorite, favorite wrestler? Yeah, I miss her. Yeah, I miss her I too. haven't seen her for a while. Hopefully she's getting to hang out with a bunch <laughs> yeah. of the evil. Yeah, so um, I, I collect, I collect, I have, I'm, I don't collect like a ton, but I, I have this thing about uh, action figures uh where i collect action figures of wrestlers that i feel like i have some connection to okay mm. um and uh she's one of those wrestlers that i don't have uh, a personal connection like i've never seen her live i don't know her per- i haven't met her personally but she's one of those wrestlers that i would def if nxt put out a, a neo shirai action figure i would definitely buy it and it would definitely stay in the box like it's <laughs> yeah. one of those 
she's one of those wrestlers for me. Um, cause I got, you know, Keith Lee got put out, uh, uh, and I don't think he was in stores, but I ordered him the day I saw that he had an action figure through NXT. I was like ordered because I love Keith Lee. I met him once. He was a great guy. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, uh, he sang. He was great. He's oh, beautiful. Man. I, I love um, that he like does his own theme. That's one of my favorite themes. Just him talk like him like on it. It's it's so good. Yeah, not many wrestlers can get away with that. You know, I mean, who, who else you got? You got Shawn Michaels did his own. Uh, Our truth. Yeah, our truth. John Cena. Hell yeah, Fozzy. I mean uh, Jericho. <laughs> Jericho. Yeah. Uh, does Andy Williams do his own or do they just have generic garage band music? For I've never them? seen him, so I don't know. I mean, well, in AEW, in AEW, does AEW it. yeah. They I always forget generic. that Elias has actual theme music. Uh, Elias has actual theme music, but uh, <laughs> nobody ever hears it. Yep. Yeah. Unless he gets the job. Right. Uh, is that bad? Is that word a bad word? Jobber? I mean, you yeah, like, we, uh, use it, we use it plenty. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's true sometimes. <laughs> What's What's the uh, enhancement talent? That's mm. that's the uh, the WWE. Uh, that's that's Vince McMahon's terminology. Yeah. Oh, enhancement. Yeah. Local enhancement. There's a very good um, Twitter account that um, only tweets out information about enhancement talent um, <laughs> from like Raw and SmackDown. Like it's, it's really cool and information. Like lets you know like oh yeah this is like this guy he wrestles in these indies in the area and stuff um, yeah. and. Like right after we started the show, actually, Elias, speaking of which, um, right when he was on Raw and was still doing, you know, just squash matches, uh, wrestled a jobber named Zach Evans. <laughs> um, like, I, like, and I had missed the episode. I was listening to a recap and I was like, wait, did Jack Evans like appear on Raw randomly and like re listened? And yeah. then, um, I'm now like Facebook friends with, um, <laughs> the, the wrestler. Um, who was Zach Evans on TV, who had my name as a jobber name. Um, his name's Jeremy Foster. I think he wrestles in Indiana. But yeah, like yeah. That was like sick. My it was spelled differently, but you know, I got got to be on Raw. <laughs> it's so funny to see someone's like like um are you familiar with Beyond Wrestling or Limitless Wrestling in New England? Uh, a bit, yeah. Like it's always one of those ones where like I'm looking up, you know, oh, some indie wrestler that I haven't seen before and I end up like on their YouTube. Yeah. So like uh yeah, I mean, um I guess right now as far as like the big stage, their claim to fame is definitely like uh like uh, MJF. Oh, okay, okay. A, yeah. A big uh, Limitless. Um and uh, he's terrible. Everybody <laughs> hates him. Fuck him. He sucks. He's really good at what he does, but yeah. he sucks. Uh, I believe it. It might be his birthday. It's his birthday this week for sure. Yeah. Just turned 24. God, what what the, the fuck? Unhappy birthday. Unhappy <laughs> birthday to MJF. Uh, you are not my boy. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so um, they have a couple wrestlers who would frequent them, like uh, John, John Silver. Uh, is one who I love. Uh, he's great. He's like four feet tall. That's probably, that's mean. He's probably taller than that. Um, it's hard for me cause I'm like six, three. So everybody who's short, I, yeah, I'm, whatever. I'm six, two. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to kind of figure out. Okay. This person, he's a really short wrestler. He'd definitely kill me if he wanted to though. Um, but he was used as a, as enhancement talent once and I popped for him. 
Uh, he was on like Raw or SmackDown, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's John Silver!" And of, and of course, he didn't have any offense, oh, of uh, course. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but, um, now, our, our it was buddy, still cool to. See. I was gonna, our buddy Logan, who has been on the show before, and it's his birthday today. Shout out! Um, he's a local wrestler here. He was uh, security Happy in birthday. TNA once. Which which was sick for him. Like cause he went down for one of the tryouts, and then he got to be security. Like during, I think it was like it was a Sammy Callahan like brawl into the crowd, and he was like got oh, taken yeah. out by Sammy Callahan. Unfortunately, yeah. he had to be near Sammy Callahan. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still not hard to him. do when you when you get taken out by Sammy Callahan. You know, just uh, the smell alone. <laughs> just, uh, you're right. Uh, also no, he could kill me yeah I, also I don't yeah. Wanna try. yeah i hate how good he's become the last couple of years <laughs> yeah um so yeah i don't have the, like i have just a couple other like random questions uh for sure. start wrapping up um so like um kind of going along with you know where we started with that that cactus jack promo um if you could hear any of your lyrics given as a promo by a wrestler what song and what 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 wrestler would you want? You say I got loaded questions. No, yeah. <laughs> you ask for favorite all time. That's, That's the true. most loaded thing. That's true. Thank you. Ah. Uh, well, let me just open up my record sleeve and read the lyrics now. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, let's see. I mean. It's probably a lame answer, uh, but I do like. I would like the idea of uh, Cactus Jack reciting the lyrics from. Um, Does it make a sound? Okay. Yeah. Uh, at least part of it. Um, uh, I don't know how it would come across. I don't know how he would make that happen. Mm. I feel like there's not it, the the lyrics are very. They're not. There's not a ton of words in there, so I feel like mankind could channel the sadness in that song. Yeah, like the mankind inside the dungeon mm. uh, with this pet rat uh, <laughs> playing the piano for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's a great idea. Team up. Good job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, so uh, right off the top, I mean, if I thought about it, I'd probably think of something a little bit better. I feel like, but uh, I mean, or Heidenreich doing. Uh, Heidenreich doing the uh, the beginning verse of uh, of um, denial is uh, despondency or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> um, we had a song that was like I remember somebody commenting on on the song on uh, YouTube and saying, or is it on YouTube or on Bandcamp saying that. Like, this could be the next great literary work. <laughs> I was like, whoa, too far there, man. But okay. But based on that, if it were a poem, Heidenreich. Hell yeah. Read it out. Hell yeah. Just read it as a poem. Get, you know, give me that, give me that Heidenreich poem, you know? Man, I'm sure Isai has a good Heidenreich. Might have to ask him to, to do that for us. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Get him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I, again, I wish I could think of something way better in hindsight, but I, that's cool. I like that answer. Sick. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then so I had one last one, and it's only like it's not super wrestling related, but 
Uh, you're you yeah. in your lyrics a lot talk about social isolation, uh, which is a thing that we're all going through uh, right now. Oh, yeah. So I was wondering if you just give the the world some some social isolationist pro tips, just like couple couple big uh, key ones. Social isolation. Uh, yeah, uh, write lyrics about it and uh, put them to a song about <laughs> social isolation. Now, uh, I mean, yeah. Well, um, first of all, I, I think there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I think social iso- isolation can literally be uh, a lot of people, I feel like, have this idea, like, oh, he's socially, his social isolation means in your house all the time. Beware but of dog. You can do, you can do shit like, and and uh, be by yourself. Um, I personally uh, love going to the woods by myself. When I lived in New Hampshire, I loved going to the ocean by myself. Um, and uh, a part of it was that I was, you know, I do deal, uh, I do deal with depression, um, and part of that does come to a point where I convince my brain convinces myself that nobody, nobody, nobody wants to be around me, or or nobody, everybody's too busy, or you know, which I know, of course, like objectively, is not the case. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of really close friends who love me. Um, and would be glad in the drop of a hat to at least, you know, respond when I say, hey, what's everybody doing? What what are you doing today? They would at least be, you know, receptive of that. Um, but, you know, when when if you are dealing with something like that, um, there's no harm in doing things alone. A lot of people, there's like the stigma, of it, especially if you enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> so, like, there's one thing to be depressed and be like, oh, I'm sad. I wish I wish that I could be in, you know, uh, more comfortable with inviting people out. But it's another thing. If you just, just enjoy it also, if you just enjoy your time by yourself. Um, and, uh, as far as right now, uh, goes with, uh, what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, listen to the people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and follow their rules, you know, like, uh, I don't want to get too deep into it. Cause I feel like everybody on the internet has, um, just wash your hands. Uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, I mean, I am, go out. I am a, you know, more at vulnerable. I'm a part of a more vulnerable population cause I'm type one diabetic. Like, yes, please exactly. just like wash your hands. Like that- Matt, Matt isn't here today because you know, his partner is vulnerable and it's, they're being cautious and he's not going out in public. So like people just be smart about right. it. And, and, uh, I've, you know, there's a, there's a good amount of people out there who are on both ends of the extreme. I feel like I'm somewhere in between where I won't say that I'm a hundred percent right, but I do feel like there are people who are overreacting, mm-hmm. but I also feel like there are people who are definitely not taking it seriously enough. And yeah. I work in a job where I, I'm a medical courier. I deliver specimens for testing from hospital to hospital, from lab to lab. <coughs> as I cough and <laughs> oh my god, um, 
and uh, I it is something that I do need to be take serious. And there are people who uh, who I see daily who are like, oh, washing your hands aren't gonna isn't gonna do anything. And I'm like, stay away from me. And <laughs> yeah. Stay away from other people. Like, like in gen, like you should yeah. just be doing that all the time, not yeah. just because there's a pandemic. Doing that anyway. <laughs> doing that anyway. So, um, so yeah, that's. Uh, I guess I don't know if that's realistically what you what you meant. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good. Answer, it's good to put out there, and I mean, also just to put out there. if you're, you know, trust me. I don't know anything, <laughs> uh, but trust me anyway. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of uh, good yeah. wrestling to watch. Like, if you're like ton of good wrestling, you know, if we want a silver lining in this, there's infinite wrestling to watch. Like, find, yeah. go find something new. Ton of good. Yeah, and to be honest with you, in my mind, again, to go back to the right now, people who are like, we are quarantining. Like, we're this is a quarantine. It's not truly. Um, it's one thing to, to uh, you know, go out and be around people. I think that that's not necessarily the best thing to be doing right now. But... Um, if you have a way to go into the woods where you're far away from people and it's nice out, um, go into the woods. Yeah, have uh, fun. We we've got a lot. So we've got well. like some of the best like accessible like w- wilderness here in Boise of anywhere for like city. So if you're here in take Boise, advantage. like literally takes five minutes and you're in like the woods yeah. from from Boise. Yeah. So and you know if you're not. Yeah, if you're not if you're not already sick, definitely, or not sick at all, I should say, take advantage of the outdoors. Um, and I know that, that that might be like a lot of people who are like, you know, that's a real hippie thing to do. But I'm the person I love looking for like bugs and reptiles. Uh, that's like something that I'm passionate about, and it was bound to come out at some point in this talk. <laughs> Um, literally the one uh, thing I told Derek about before, uh, he had, like, he asked what he should know about you. I was like, uh, he likes critters. <laughs> yeah. I love critters. I love critters. And, uh, I'm a big advocate for the microcosmos of the, of the cosmos. Uh, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, right now it's not really, you're not really going to find much cause it's still cold. It's not really warm enough yet for a lot. Um, but I mean, when it starts to get warmer out, there's still going to be this going on for you know, the foreseeable future. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't go outside at all. Yeah. And yeah. sunlight, you know, finding something that you know you're passionate about if it if it involves outdoors, you don't need to be around anybody. I don't know if this is the answer about being, uh, you know, antisocial, but, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I try, I have been with that said to, to, to one more thing to update everybody who may have listened to the lyrics and like you were prompted to ask a question about it. Uh, if, if, uh, if I could just update everybody, I do enjoy being around people. I'm not a hundred percent like, Oh, just leave me alone, you know, or like sad in a corner all the time. Yeah. Not- I get like that for sure. Um, but especially in Pittsburgh, there's like this weird, like thing that happens in Pittsburgh. It's like a scientific study where it's like people just who live here, just go through this, like 
winter blues that's like very specific to our area, I guess. I don't know. My mom sent me an article. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, also, I shouldn't be touching my face. Everybody <laughs> who's seen me do this, I wash my hands very well before I touch my face. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, I don't even know if this is anybody's going to see it. Uh, nah, not just us, um, but you know, cool. Well, just so you guys know, <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, I have been trying to get back into D and D, um, oh, no yeah. real luck yet. Um, but, uh, I have some friends who, who I'm trying every week to convince <laughs> more and more. Uh, Derek and I used to be part of a group that fell apart because the vocalist of my band moved away. So it was a double whammy to me. It's so so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I moved when I moved away from new England. It was like, I moved away from the band and, and, uh, my D and D group, as well as at the time, all of the wrestling that I didn't really realize was a staple of like the new England area in, Pittsburgh, there is wrestling, but it's not as much, and it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it kind of really was like, oh, bummer. Like, all, everything that I like. And I moved away from my job, which was working with reptiles and fish and insects and, and arachnids. So I moved away f- from everything that, like, I would identify with them. And uh, I'm. I feel like I'm still recuperating from that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah. So uh, with that said, anybody who might listen to this podcast from the Pittsburgh area uh, wants to a start a band, b play D and D, c go find reptiles in the woods, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, what am I on? D D. Uh, all of the above, if there's no uh, pandemic happening. Oh yeah. Um, let's let's do it. Also, I'm a big movie movie watcher. I watch a lot of movies. Um, I like watching them with people because it's fun to it's fun to watch a movie. But it's also fun to watch a movie with a bunch of people and like make fun of it. Oh yeah. Um, and. Uh, not make fun of it, but wrestling as well. Watching wrestling with other people is always a is always a pleasure, especially if they are also wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even if they're not, like we've yeah. gotten friends, you know, that aren't like yeah. And actually, even if they never fully get into it, they still like you know we'll do the WrestleMania Royal Rumble stuff. That's like the best. That's and they get excited about it. It's the best. Yeah, my roommate yeah. watched WrestleMania for the first wrestling for the first time last Mania. And then started watching wrestling with me. Sometimes, like if she's home, she'll like sit on the couch and watch it with me. And then she went to take over yeah. with us in Portland and like was super fucking into it. Yeah, that's the thing um, uh, about that is there's nothing more there's nothing more like enjoyable to me uh, in terms of wrestling than like showing somebody your favorite matches for the first time. Mm-hmm. And having them legitimately be invested and excited. Mm. On the reverse side, there's some there's nothing more soul crushing than showing somebody your favorite matches for the first time and having them just pick it apart meticulously and mm. be like, Oh, that looked so fake and oh, this is so stupid, or like, what is that guy wearing? Or I don't like that camera angle. Like all this shit that like doesn't matter 
I get really upset about it. Yeah. I'm I, usually quiet about it. I don't tell someone to like, I've gotten to the point at some point where I was like, dude, fuck off. Just leave it. Let me watch my match. Yeah. You don't have to watch this. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel uh, like there's these walls people already have built up about wrestling where they're going to look for reasons to not like it because they've been told it's dumb their whole life, you know? And like more than any other art form that I can think of, or like maybe like anime, like yeah. and I like yeah. there there like it, there's a few things like that that are just like no, that that dork ass shit. And like I'm gonna look for any reason to like not like it. D and D, I think probably yeah. like before the last couple of years, it's suddenly kind of acceptable to be into D and D. You know? Yeah, exactly. And like that's the other thing too is like wrestling these days. It feels like every Everybody who's cool and hip in Pittsburgh right now is also now into wrestling ever since AEW started. Yeah. And uh, that's all that's cool, but it's also weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would say it's bad. It's not bad. Um, there was a time in my early 20s where I was like totally a gatekeeper about wrestling. I was like, you know, like, oh, you like wrestling for the Attitude Era? Loser. Like, you're fake, you know? But it's just like, that's such a weird mentality to have. I don't know. Yeah, wrestling's uh, for everybody. Yeah, like I'm glad that that's becoming the more accepted thing. Yeah, I'm in my 30s now. Everything is for everybody, unless you're a Nazi. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Then you go, Nazis, go turfs, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mike Pence, no wrestling for you, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Even right. though you probably get a lot of money from it. Probably somehow. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, pro- I've kept you on for way so long. Think like super appreciate it. Like glad of course, you not came a on. Um, uh, where can people find you if you know they they want to find you and go you know find critters with you? Oh, um, well, uh, my Instagram handle, which is definitely the social media that I use almost exclusively, is. Um, Teach dot all dot together. Uh, that is a that is a Mitch Hedberg reference. Uh, Mitch <laughs> yeah. all together. Uh, so that is my Instagram uh, handle. Uh, I am on Facebook, um, but I don't really use it much. Um, but it's just my name, Thomas Jacopello. Uh, and uh, I'm in the Pittsburgh area. I'm just outside of Pittsburgh in North Braddock. Um, so if anybody listening is in this area, uh, wants to hang out him. and talk about any of that stuff, uh, I, you know, I don't mind, you know, you hit me up or following me. And if not, that's cool, too. I actually expect that. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm hoping it's one of those, you know, uh, Tony Schiavone. Yeah, that should put a lot of butts in seats moments <laughs> where like. My brain is telling me, oh, yeah, nobody's going to hit. But then everybody flips over the channel. Flips over the channel. Like, oh, yeah. Woo, look at this guy. He's sick. Just, and I become an Instagram celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we, like, randomly have just tons of listeners in Pittsburgh of all places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's our biggest yeah. demographic. I on my podcast, and you're great. And so wholesome and handsome. <laughs> I can tell by your uh, uh, well, Hell yeah. Thanks so much, DJ. Yeah, that rocked. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, uh, I didn't talk too much. Uh, <laughs> no, you're nah, good. You're good. good.
shout out to TJ. Uh, thanks for lending us so much of your time. For real. Yeah, that was sick. You know, talking to from my favorite band <laughs> on, on my favorite show that I'm, I do. Yeah. This is the only show I do. I guess we should say uh, you're listening to us on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out the other shows. Uh, Eavesdrop.com or, or jizz.biz. If you're nasty. And we know that you are. <laughs> if you listen to this, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Um, yeah. Unless you're not nasty and that's your choice. That's cool, too. Yeah, that's 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 chill. Be non-nasty if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go to bit.ly slash Merch Boys, bit.ly slash Derek's Trunk, buy some stuff from us, since we're not going to be unloading all our merch at Tree Fort. Oh, yeah. I guess that's something we... No, I'm guessing everyone who would possibly see us would know, but maybe maybe not. Uh, Yeah, Tree Fort's postponed due to, you know, the world. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see y'all in September. Yeah. Give us six months to wait. Five months and then prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, we'll it'll it'll be it'll be better for it. Yeah, Um, my birthday is officially postponed as well (laughs) until Zach will not be getting older. No, I'm not turning thirty until I'm thirty and a half. So, (laughs) um, yeah, and uh, Audible trial bit.ly slash suck your own, uh. Stitcher one. Yeah, stitcher.com forward slash premium. Use code Genuine Wrestle Boys. Uh, leave us a review, bit.ly slash review boys. Um, yeah. All those things. We're going to just talk about some some quick things that stuck out in my head from this week in wrestling. And Zach can talk about what Zach wants to talk about too. Uh, the first thing was on NXT. Um, there's a lot that happened. Uh, some qualifying. There's going to be a ladder match at the next takeover. Uh, Dakota, if and whenever that happens. Yeah, Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim. Uh, think Dakota Kai went over. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I think so. I pulled it up. Let me let me look at my notes. Yeah, was, yeah, because like Mia Yim was like totally dominant this entire match, and then Dakota Kai. Oh no, no, Mia Yim won. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Mia, we, yeah. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Raquel Gonzalez uh, interfered, but got caught. So, mm. um, that's right. Yeah. Um, like there's le- there's very little happening in general in the entire world, but I still just could not remember. Yeah. What happened in that match? Um, and then Tegan Knox also beat uh, Gianna Perazzo. So. So far, it's Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, and Chelsea Green. And Chelsea Green, man. Next week is the one that sucks because it's Candice LeRae versus Mercedes Martinez. I want them both in it. I know, but it's like I want Candice in it. But it's like can- Mercedes needs to get built too. Yeah. So I'm assuming Mercedes is going to win, but I, I don't. Just, I don't know I about that. Like, Candace. yeah, we'll see. Like. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Candice is the better fit for the ladder, ladder match, like just the high flying stuff. But also, Mercedes is like just fucking tough. Yeah, so yeah. also fits in that kind of match and hasn't gotten that shine yet. But maybe it might just not be her time also yet. Yeah, but also that it hasn't been Candice's time for like what three years now. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and then one of my favorite things probably that's ever happened on NXT happened. Tommaso Ciampa came to the ring. 
was like, I want to, I want Johnny. I want to talk to Johnny. Johnny shows up on a, on a Skype call, um, having a business meeting in a boardroom and, uh, his motivations are so fucking good. They really are. Like I wasn't, they're kind of what I was expecting, but done the absolute best. Yeah. Like I was, I was wary that like, not that the match isn't going to be great. The match is going to be fucking great. Yeah. But just that there were going to like maybe not step up the like creative yeah, yeah. to the level that this like feud deserves. Yeah. yeah. But they, yeah, they're, like, they're getting there. Gargano is mad because Ciampa came back. It was welcomed with open arms when he tried to destroy Johnny Gargano. He tried to murder him. And so Ciampa was, or Johnny's just like, everyone says daddy's home. He's like, why where's your apology i didn't hear one like why are you this good guy now when you're evil and so johnny's like i'm i i don't know his motivations are just great Mm. uh then they started brawling and i'm pretty sure they're remodeling the performance center because they broke the performance center they really did um yeah that was it was i you know you see stuff like this you know backstage brawls and stuff but like the yeah, level to which they destroyed stuff was I mean, inspiring. Throwing weights at each other, breaking mirrors, breaking posters in hallways, like just so fucking much. And it was just like, it didn't seem weird. They didn't try to do wrestling moves on each other, which is always weird in a street fight situation. Yeah. Um, except super kicks. Those make sense. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was. I want to go like just downtown after this, find find some people outside a bar. <laughs> Get in a fight with and, and start doing some super kicks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, NXT was great. Uh, watch that segment if you didn't watch it because uh, it rocked. And then uh, SmackDown had an empty arena. This was like one of like this. We'll like wrestling fans and just wrestling in general, like we'll be talking about this episode of SmackDown um, regardless of how much like changes going forward, you know, like how many. Raws, SmackDowns and stuff are canceled, you know, WrestleMania. Yeah. Postponed, like, we'll remember this SmackDown for sure. Like, because it's so weird. Like, it's, you know, empty arena. Triple H and Michael Cole in commentary. Oh, my. It was, the two of them were so good. Like, you can tell that, like, Triple H was just, like, there are times when he steps up. Mm -hmm. And he, like... He's, he's like, I'm showing that I'm the future, like, on the corporate side of yeah, this yeah. of this industry. Whether, you know, things get in the way of that or not. Or, like, he's not, like, he's proving himself. Oh, yeah. But he also was just having a good time. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he like, I think he knew, like, they even said early on, like, they kind of, you know, he said, you know, he alluded to, there's a lot going on in the world right now. We're going to entertain you for the next two hours yeah and he did that like he absolutely did that i mean when there was a point where nikki was trying to like hype up the crowd during a tag match between nikki and alexa versus bailey and sasha Mm -hmm. she was trying to hype up the crowd and triple h kind of made fun of her for it and then he was kind of just saying like uh, yeah this is weird yeah and then um sasha snatched the mic out of i think i think alexa's hand and he went, I don't think she needs to do that. <laughs> because, like, you don't need the mic to be heard, in, like, in that room. Yeah. And then, like, when Asuka came out, like, he's like, oh, she came through the crowd. We couldn't see her. 
<laughs> yeah, he just like made all these subtle jokes. Um, and also the the weirdest part for me was when Roman came out and was like looking around doing his entrance, like he would look at the crowd and like suck mm-hmm. in the booze or the cheers. And then he sits down and Michael Cole was like, How was that for you? And he's like, That's strange, man. Like, there's no no people here. Yeah. And like he kind of I mean, Kayfabe's dead, but he kind of broke this thing. He's like, we feed off the crowd. Like, that's what we do. Mm. And he also said a weird thing about his match with Goldberg where he's like, I am devoted to this art, the art of performance. And like, just kind of showing that it's not gonna, it's not wrestling. Yeah, it's really interesting because like his baby face character, like since he came back from, from, you know, leukemia treatments has definitely been like, appreciation of the people actually finally responding to him well Mm -hmm. um which somewhat inherently breaks down that wall you know like because true competitors who cares yeah yeah if you're like oh people don't like me but i'm winning you know if it was like a a true competition um but like in wrestling it's like there's the the implied thing of like oh you're finally giving me the baby face reaction that i've been trying to get yeah um so i i thought that like it was a little weird. It could have been like saved a little bit more if he had just like started to do his normal thing. Yeah. But then been like, wait, like stopped and like been like, oh yeah, this is like reacted in the moment showing that it was weird. Yeah. Versus having to be asked about it. Yeah. Um, the only other segment I remember was uh, Cena and Bray and Cena like, kind of laid into it like his whole thing when he came back for wrestlemania was like i want to i don't want to be in wrestlemania i want to show the future of this company and then this match was like bray wyatt is not the future of this company he's had so many chances i don't know why he keeps getting chances because he sucks Mm. and like um he yeah he just kind of laid into Mm. bray i so i think like there's a couple levels to this one is I think Cena does believe Bray is the future, mm-hmm. you know, um, or else he wouldn't he wouldn't do this match yeah, before yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, um, remember his Corbin feud where he didn't believe Corbin was ready and yeah. he showed it the entire time. Yeah, by not caring. Yeah, um, he cared about this. Yeah, and him saying like Bray's not the future is one just being in character. You yeah, know? yeah, and all but also Bray now has to actually prove it. Yeah. By stepping up to his level. Yeah. And his promo as Bray was incredible. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the way he stays in character so well and, like, just, like, giggling when he gets into the ring and, like, I love that part of it. Like, I'm a little soured on The Fiend. Um, yeah, well, yeah, because The Fiend is sour <laughs> Yeah, now. Yeah. Like... Why did he, why did the fiend come out and point at a sign? <laughs> he shouldn't care about signs. He shouldn't care about titles. Like, Funhouse Bray yeah. should have come out and pointed at the sign, and they should have, like, shot, like, Pyro off on it when he, like, you know, pointed to it. Or, like, like turned the sign off or something. Or, like, but, like, Funhouse Bray, it should have, like, Confetti should have come like out of the sign when he pointed at it. Yeah, and then yeah. he should have started giggling about it. Like, yay. Yeah, that would have been much better. And then maybe Cena doesn't answer it because he's like, 
no, you're a clown. Yeah. I beat you a few years ago and now suddenly you're a, a you're a literal clown. Yeah. And then have the fiend, you know, do its destructive thing and then have Cena respond to that. Yeah. It's just I'm <clears throat> well, excited for this match that may not happen. Um I'm interested to see It'll happen someday in some arena or somewhere. Uh but that leads into the next thing I want to talk about. What if Mania doesn't happen? They're building all these stories. Like they've stopped s- alluding to the date on commentary. Oh yeah. Michael s- Cole never said April 5th. Oh no. Since January, they start building and they build these stories. These feuds can't go too long. I think this Edge Randy Orton feud could be extended. That could go to SummerSlam. Some some Mania <laughs> feuds. Mania is the first step, and yeah. then SummerSlam is usually you know the end or really long ones. The next Mania, yeah. Um, but traditionally, Mania should be the blow off. Yeah. Well, and like the the whole Goldberg Roman thing, they can't extend that out because Goldberg doesn't show up. No, um, Brock and uh, Drew, that'll get stale if they extend it out too much. Unless, um, it, yeah, unless it is Drew wins at Mania and then wins the de- like decisive like rematch afterwards. Yeah, to like really establish him. Yeah, um, to show that he can both be the you know the challenger and the champion. Yeah, but uh, they'd have to do that very carefully yeah it's just it's it's weird and it's probably the weirdest thing i um i'm of the opinion that vince won't cancel it until he absolutely has to um yeah until the city of tampa tells them they have to but the city of tampa is like please just do it so we don't have to tell you yeah um they well that's the thing if they if i heard if for like sporting events like this if the city cancels it, then they get insurance money. The 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 company. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm sure that's what Vince is doing. But I also, I mean, he doesn't believe in sickness. So and he sees sneezing as a sign of weakness. So I could see, and it's. I mean, I'm sure it's not all his decision. I'm sure there's a board of people. There are, but he's the <clears throat> biggest decision on it. Yeah. So it's. It'll did, be they just fired the. Next two biggest like <laughs> a month ago, so it'd be it'd be cool. I would watch it an empty arena one. Um, oh, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna watch WrestleMania regardless. Yeah, but um, yeah, it'll be really interesting what they do because it it they can't shoot like they can't really make a decision right now because yeah. like the one the closest to this situation I can think of is I think it's WrestleMania. Four or five, somewhere, wherever it's Sa- Sergeant Slaughter. Okay. Was a heel Iraqi sympathizer champion, and Hulk Hogan was going to beat him. It was in LA. There's a lot of rumors and like stories out there that it was supposed to be in the, the LA Coliseum, mm-hmm. you know, 100,000 person stadium. Yeah. Um, it got moved, eventually happened in a small like arena, mm-hmm. like, you know, 20,000 person arena. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, there's a lot of like talk that it was like, yeah, the heat was actually too real. Like pe- people were legit. Like I mean, this was during the Gulf War. Okay, like, this okay, was not okay. good. This was this was a bad decision on their part to go with this angle. Um, and it was kind of like, yeah, like it seems like there are actual safety concerns, uh, so they had to move it. But you can't even move it like to a smaller venue and call it WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like unless they like just embrace and say. 
this is where the world's at. This is what we got to do. Yeah. Um, I think if it hasn't happened, like if there's no sign of it potentially happening in May, mm-hmm. like by mid April, they have to make a decision to like basically do empty arena, whatever, like version of it. Yeah. I think they, like there's some dates I saw people could, they can push it back to like, may and there's some dates that mm-hmm. they can you know use the same stadium move it to then yeah um but we just literally have no idea what this looks like yeah it's it's wild because like they won't flat out cancel it but postponing it makes sense but it's like this is where they make their money this is the biggest event of the year for wwe mm-hmm. and so it's like it's it's just crazy it's like when i mean like in 2001, like after 9-11, the Super Bowl was like moved back a couple weeks because yeah. the season was halted for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, like all sports moved back like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But you can't rely on that no. right now because no. we, we just legitimately have no idea. Yeah. Everything's up in the air. Mm-hmm. And so like it's, I don't know. It's so interesting um, cause I think about it from a, f- a financial standpoint. I think about it from a fan standpoint where it's like, yeah, I want WrestleMania to happen when it's supposed to happen <laughs> because you just made a Facebook event, Derek. I know I did. You gotta, can't change the date on those. No, you can't change it at all. Uh, but like basketball's canceled. Sports are canceled. Um, they're, they're canceled. <laughs> yeah. Fuck sports. Uh, real quick though. Uh, there's a guy who plays in New Orleans. Zion um, Williamson? Yeah. Who, like, is paying for all the Smoothie King's salary. Smoothie King em- Center employees all of their salaries mm. for 30 days. And, like, he's, like, 19, right? Uh, Something like that, 19, 20. Like, like, he he played one year of college, and then he was the first overall pick this year. Like, that's what these fucking rich people need to do. Mm-hmm. It's, like... Fucking support the people who support you. Yeah. Like, he wasn't the first, like, there's been a bunch of players um, that have been, like, donating money. Okay. Like, a lot of them are $100,000, which I don't know if it's because the first guy, Kevin Love, huge wrestling fan. Oh, sick. Like, huge wrestling fan. Um, He was the first person that they started giving belts to, like, to other sports. Okay, okay. Um, Because when he was on the Cavs and they won the NBA Finals. Hell yeah. He was, like, celebrating, like, Stone Cold style. Okay. Um. But um, yeah, he gave a hundred thousand dollars to like, and then a lot of other players have. It could also be a tax thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Zion Williamson's like, I'm just paying for all of it. Yeah, this is a dude. Um, he yeah, first year he's a rookie. He's also like just barely started playing. Oh wow! Um, because he was hurt to start of the season. He's been playing like a, less than a month. Damn. Like, and is already like this solid of a dude. So, so went to Duke, which is my college team. So nice. Yeah, that's like a, a side note thing, but it's yeah, it's sick. Like everything is is done uh for now. It's like all postponed. We don't know what's gonna happen, and it's fucking weird. And watching wrestling this way, it's very strange because like takeover there's supposed to be takeover UK soon, right? Uh, there was. 
I don't remember. The Finn Walter one. Well, that was going to just happen at Tampa. Oh, um, oh, okay. And even if TakeOver does happen, Walter's not getting in this country. Yeah. He's from Austria. Yeah. Um, and worked in Germany, and specifically the part of Germany that is part of the, the European travel ban. Yeah. Um, he's not getting into this country right now. So even if TakeOver happens, that match is going to be postponed. Yeah. One thing that is super interesting about it is... Usually when shit happens, wrestling, WWE specifically, gets good. <laughs> um, yeah, when they have to, like... When they have to scramble. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested to see that Yeah, more than anything. I think this episode of SmackDown was, like... It was weird. It was weird, and but it was so fun. Like, yeah, and, like, that was, like, the whole point of it was, like... They were just having fun, but Bailey, I mean, that the match, the tag match, like, they were giving it their all. Like, it wasn't like they weren't wrestling for no one. Except um, during the commercials, they did stop wrestling. It got, um, they didn't think about the fact that some European distributors don't show commercials. Oh. Um, or show different commercials, like, like different, like, due to different regulations in countries yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. about commercials. And cut to a feed inside the arena, which is a normal thing. They'll cut to, like, the feed. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no commentary or whatever, but they had stopped wrestling. <laughs> I mean... Which like it why, makes sense. Why, why I, would you? I, I think it sucks that it got exposed like yeah. that. But Triple H like wrestle for me. Yeah, but I'm um, I'm glad that they were just like, oh yeah, let's just stop until we're back. Yeah, uh, but like this time really sucks for independent wrestlers, um, because they're losing a lot of bookings and they that's their income. Mm-hmm. So. If you can, find your favorite independent wrestler. If they got a Patreon, give them some money. Um, If they have their own merch store that's like, you know, that they specifically like off their own website. Yeah. uh, Buy something from that. Yeah. If not, buy something off their pro wrestling tees or their what a a maneuver. Yeah. They have what a maneuver. It does give them more money. Yeah. By the way. Um, But just, yeah, support them however you can. Yeah. Like... And I mean, this is a, I mean, this is just a normal public service thing, but like, be nice to people uh, when you're out in public, um, support local businesses because they're mm-hmm. really getting hurt right now. Especially like Asian owned businesses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like go to, go to your favorite like Chinese restaurant right now. Go yeah. to Asian market. If you're going out, if you're going to buy, spend money out in the world. Yeah. I mean, get takeout. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, like Mira, who's been on the show, um, Ramapong's gonna do curbside service where they just bring your food out to you. I like, actually ate lunch at Ramapong today. Shout out, shout Rose. out. Um, it's yeah, it's like, I mean, you don't gotta go out in public, have stuff delivered, but people in the service industry, I feel like, are gonna get hit the mm-hmm. hardest. Tip, tip is like, I understand, like. All of us are going to be in different financial needs. So, like, you know, don't overextend yourself, but tip 30% if you can right now. Like, yeah. Because everyone's like, people who rely on tips are going down. Don't fucking hoard stuff unless you need to. Yeah. Like, uh, and if you have already, find a, you know, find a person more at risk than you. Yeah. And find out if they need shit. Yeah. Uh, the fact that in bigger towns, all the Whole Foods are out of things and, um, 
the smaller grocery stores aren't just shows the people who are freaking about this maybe aren't the ones who should be. Yep. Um, but yeah. Um, that was me being very serious. So mm. let's, let's and like our our you know our depending on how much wrestling we have to cover, we'll find stuff to talk about. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking of which, let's get into some. Some weird, Some weird things. Rapid we fire do, questions. Should we do Eastside first or Blurg's first? Let's do Eastside first because Blurg's the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Emma's trans right questions corner. Yeah. Um, this is my text for thread with just Zach. There we go. Uh, here's some ones from Eastside. Best biscuit from a fast food place. Mm-hmm. I like Popeyes. Yeah. Um, I don't like or support KFC. <laughs> Uh, but their biscuits rock. They are good. Uh, you know what? Also, I've been on the McMuffin train for a while, but I used to just eat sausage biscuit sandwiches from uh, McDonald's. Those rock too. Yeah. But I guess I'll probably go with KFC because those Popeye's biscuits just dry out your mouth. Mm, I love them though. Um, it's I don't know if it can legally count as food, but McGriddles. I don't. I don't care where that flavor comes from. I just oh, yeah. care that it goes into me. Hell yeah. I need to try that chicken McGriddle. Oh, I know. Oh. Did you ever have a time in your wrestling fandom where someone has made fun of you for it? Um, Anya. <laughs> no, just kidding. No. I mean, she does, but it's worth It's I deserve it. When, yeah, yeah. When, when she does, yeah. I deserve it. Um. I can't think of anything because I like when I was a kid and watched, I kept it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know when I started getting back into it, people didn't get it. It was before we had this show and before like there were a few people that started getting into wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the people just, I think people just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, when I, First started the show, I was dating somebody who absolutely hated wrestling, and I tried so hard. I was just like, watch this match, watch this match. Um, if someone you know doesn't like blood, don't show them Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan oh, versus Christ. the Young Bucks. I learned that was a bad idea, and um, she refused to watch any wrestling content after that. Um, I have a friend who, anytime I talk about wrestling, he leaves, and I think that's really funny. Who is this? Uh, Cameron Brizzy. Yeah. Um, and then one time I called I, him out on it, and he's like, I don't do that. And I was like, dude, you have? And he was like, okay. Yeah, I remember that <laughs> happened when you and I were out on the patio at Neurolux once. Yeah. Uh, my favorite uh, situation that ever happened was um, my friend Taylor Dickey started dating uh, the person he's with still, uh, Mackenzie. And it was the first time I met her, and – uh, Taylor was like, yeah, Derek does a podcast. And her eyes lit up. She was just like, oh, what's your podcast about? And I was like, oh, it's about professional wrestling. Just instant dead eyes. And I was just like, I like laughed because I was like, that's that's, that's the a, that expected is, reaction. That is the response. But no one's ever like insulted me for liking it. Like, yeah. Um, Eastside's story is uh, um he was once called a man child from a girl because he wanted to order a Shinsuke Nakamura poster. <laughs> um, and that's when you know it's not going to work out. Um, what's the moment in your wrestling fandom where it clicked for you? 
That's a good question. I like, I don't know if there's a single moment. Like I definitely remember a Hardy boys match okay. being like one of the earliest things I watched, but I, that was like, it clicked that I was interested. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's a single moment, but it's, I mean, I've talked about it. It's a Lesnar angle feud. Yeah. Like from 2002, 2003, but I, I don't know if there's a single moment. Yeah. Um, what, Getting back into it, what the women's championship match at WrestleMania 32, mm-hmm. um, just like it's a, it's still a good rewatch. Which like, one is it? Um, it's Triple Threat. It's when they introduced the women's championship. They okay. retired the Divas championship. Um, it's a terrible WrestleMania, but this match is solid. Um, it's Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha. Okay, Triple okay. Threat. Snoop Dogg did Sasha's entrance. Um, it was really good, and like it, it might have honestly been. Like the Snoop Dogg entrance with <laughs> Sasha being like, oh shit, this is cool. Cause you just would have never seen that for like women's wrestling back yeah, then. Yeah. And that like clicked for me, like getting like interested again. Yeah. I would say mine was watching NXT consistently and more specifically the Nikki Cross versus Asuka match. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, I'm all in on this. Because like right before we started the show, I was getting into it more, and that's why we started talking in mm-hmm. the first place. I was just Facebook messaging you. Yeah. Very long things <laughs> because I had no one to talk to about wrestling with. And I like I don't remember why I started watching more and more and more during that. Because I watched almost every pay-per-view with Itzai. Um, But it was never a thing. I was like, oh, this is a fun thing. It's like what me watching the Super Bowl. I don't give a fuck about football, but I'll watch the Super Bowl. Um, and then it just got, I don't know what, I don't even know why I started watching consistently, but then I was just like, it was NXT though, for sure. Where I was just like, okay, this is, this is what I like. Yeah. It was probably, I mean, it took me a while to start watching weekly NXT, but like I watched, uh, Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor, like very early on into me being interested in wrestling again. Yeah. And like, take out that. I think it's Takeover the End is the one that I watched. It was the last one before they just started doing cities. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this shit, wrestling's good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then uh what's your what's the best wrestling snack um at home and live? Hmm. I would say home, it's my world famous pretzel dip. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um I don't know. I like I like palm cheese. Just fucking give me Give me some chips and some palm cheese. I love dips. I like taking chips and dipping them into stuff. Mm, that, I would say solid. that. I would say that uh, for both. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm at home, it's just like a box of Cheez-Its because I'm literally just, usually just sitting there watching by myself. And you if know? you're with a group of people, it's a bag of Doritos. Bag of Doritos or Salsitas. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my. And, you know, and a Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Like I can't go anywhere without. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Blurred time. Do you think you could eat 10 pieces of Long John Silver's fish? Yes. I haven't eaten fast food fish in a very long time. Um, I'm a skipper's man myself. Someone's here. Um, I I like, I used to fuck with skippers real heavy. Um, I actually don't know that I, if there was a prize, I could <laughs> eat just about anything. Yeah. Without one, probably not. 
Yeah, I don't know if I could eat 10 pieces of fast food fried mm. fish. Um, I can't do white fish since I, I went to the Philippines in high school and just, it was all good, but that's all I ate for like two weeks. Like, that's all like what we'd get fed was like white fish and rice. Yeah. White fish, and I just, I can't do it <laughs> unless I have to. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's what I would. No, I couldn't. Uh, if WrestleMania slash AEW get canceled, what are y'all even going to talk about when no wrestling is going we're on? going to go back to the format we were supposed to go to <laughs> a year ago. Um, we're going to fucking talk about you, Emma. We're just going to have Emma episodes where we just talk about you and how cool you are. Okay? Um, but no, we'll like just do our topics thing that we're supposed to. Yeah, and like I don't think they're going to cancel it. I mean... It'll get postponed. We, but, but I mean... They're not going to cancel weekly wrestling. No, they'll find ways. I, AEW's already moving to the weird little arena on the side of the Jaguar Stadium. Yeah. And if it's in front of no one, so be it. Yeah. Like, that's just what they'll do and for the time being. Like, when it was at Disneyland, unless they'll have, wrestl- like, homes. Unless wrestlers start getting diagnosed. Yes. Like the NBA. Yeah. If it becomes an NBA situation, that's different. But, like, there's so much wrestling content. We'll just talk about old shit. Yeah. I want to learn more about Raven. Simone, that's so Raven. Not so much these days. <laughs> um. Okay. And what's the play? The best place to get bone-in fried chicken? No canes, Derek. You know what? When I put my dick in that piece of chicken, there's a bone in it. Gross. Um. The best <laughs> bone-in chicken I've ever had was at um now called T-Mobile Park. It used to be called Safeco Park oh, in Seattle. Wow. Um. They had like a bunch of like local vendors. Oh, and sick, shit. sick. Um. Like, which is really cool. It's really cool. I don't, it's been a decade since I've been there, but they had like local, like Japanese owned sushi things. And then like, there was like a really cool, so, like soul food oh, rad. stand that was out past left field behind the bullpen. I have no idea what it's called, but it was really good. That, that rocks. Um, I would say my favorite fried chicken, my mom makes a mean fried chicken. Um, but I would say, uh, hot yai in portland oregon um it's fried chicken it's like coconut crusted and you dip it into some thai curry and it is wonderful it is wonderful that's it that's all the questions sick um yeah i will we'll just wrap it up here now um thank you all for listening yeah sh- thanks again to tj for coming yeah. on that was super sick um oh yeah um our uh we'll we'll end this episode out with our our good friend david lynch oh yeah um, jesus this episode's all over the place <laughs> our good friend david lynch uh recorded a thing um about professional wrestling uh shout out to dash uh kowalski um i shouldn't have said your name without reading it um because i probably said it wrong i apologize dash uh they are providing content uh, David Lynch explaining things. If you um, give them, if you donate five dollars to Bernie Sanders, uh, lots of Pokemon, Pokemon or wrestling, you can request whatever you want, and it rocks. So check it out. Um, donate to Bernie uh, because Medicare for all would be great right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, y'all who uh, think that it's like hopeless, Obama had less delegates at this point in two thousand eight. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, keep fighting. Um, there's, there's still time. We got till November. We can make this shit work. Uh, be good.
Um, Russell Boys 316 says, wash your hands, you fucking filthy animals. Ah, professional wrestling. A classic narrative of good versus evil. Face versus heel. Rudo and Technico. Now, the question, though, is what would a match be with only heels or only faces? I would submit to you that that match or that storyline would be boring. In fact, it is the balance of professional wrestling that speaks to me the most. The requirement of a good and an evil side in telling this complete narrative. I am also impressed by a nice Phoenix Splash. 